Welcome to PRSO Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And this is an update episode number 297. Yeah, 297. We are closing in on 300. Uh, but we're going to enjoy our, our 200s here as we are, are getting close to, to ending this, this chapter of PRSO Podcast and moving on to... Uh, the 300s, which will be just like the 200s, just newer and just a more, little special. more modern. Uh, but yeah, today's an update episode. We love our update episodes because it's our opportunity to talk about what's going on in the reselling world at large, what's going on in the reselling world individually, like what we're experiencing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, talk about some bolos and uh, kind of things that we're looking forward to. So yeah, we love these. These are a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. What do you got for us? Uh, well, I got a lot. Uh, I will say, you know, the last podcast. Hey, I didn't say it right. I'm going to work on that. You know, I'll just uh, do tally marks for you. So you'll know. So when I first started teaching, I had students do that. And they would show me at the end. And that didn't work. And no, obviously, it's been 20 years since that first happened. So it's been, I also see so a lot. It's been an interesting week. I had mentioned in one of the Instagram stories that, you know, you and I had this conversation. And I said, Mike, I'm going to climb down. I'm going to make this happen summer slowdown isn't happening. And you said, well, isn't it still a summer slowdown if you're working harder to make the same kind yeah, of money? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's valid. I think that's, that's correct. At the same time though, I kind of see it as challenge accepted. Like I'm not going to have a summer slowdown. Like I, I'm not going to let it happen. So what you're saying is you're not going to make less money in the summer. Correct. But it's still slower in the summer. Uh, unless you're in a very unique niche. And I think that's what people are trying to like say with that idea of summer slowdown is it's hard to say it's a myth because the reality is in almost every retail sector, sales go down in the summer. I'm just going to say, well, that's your truth. <laughs> no, that's numbers. That's statistics. <laughs> no, no, but, but I, ha- I have not had a summer slowdown. And yes, did things die? I would say they died for about two weeks and things did rebound. Now, why did it rebound? Don't know. That that that's that's the one thing that's just hard about this. Because if you see all those YouTube videos like make more sales, do this, there is really no answer. Now, I can I you know confess that I went on overdrive as far as listing? Yes. So I, I was trying to pull, you know, 15 to 25 listings every night, sometimes 30, and the sales did start kicking in. There were a few days where I had like 30 listings up in the day and the next day I got like two sales. I'm like, okay, this is not working, but, uh, sales have rebounded and you know, how long that I'll go for. I don't know. All I know is I'm not, you know, taking the break, taking the break off the pedal, taking the foot off the pedal just because right now what's motivating me more outside of not being able to pay bills and ended up having to, you know, talk about, uh, pure hustle poor is the fact that sourcing is insane right now. And we haven't even hit, I would say the, the bottom of our economy. And, and, and maybe we won't, maybe there won't be, maybe Mike and I are dead wrong and things are going to be sunshines and butterflies in a month. Uh, you know, I just heard the secretary the press secretary just say, we have a booming economy. So who knows? <laughs> but what I do know is opportunities right now are just stacking and stacking and stacking. I just, I recently sourced a bunch of uh, Hawaiian shirts, rain splinter shirts. Those of you that follow on Instagram uh, saw that. And last time I bought that same amount of shirts, I bought about 23 shirts, cost me about 300 something dollars. This last go around, it cost me $200. And the reason being is, you know, I was real with them and I said, hey, just give you a heads up. Market's not what it used to be. Rain splinters aren't selling, if, you know, for the same price, which is true. And they also needed to sell. And so here's what's crazy. They messaged me because they I left my business card and they put it on their fridge. And then they contacted me, which was like, yes, it works. I always love it. when the business card works, you feel validation. And then after thinking about it, I actually canceled. Mm. And I said, you know, I don't know. And the reason I canceled is I'm being a lot more selective on what I source because there is so much to source. And so then they actually called me and they're like, Orlando, you should just, just show up. Just come on by. And these guys are awesome. They're very knowledgeable on Hawaiian shirts. They're collectors. Uh, they have a great collection. And they sell basically because they want to buy more. They want to buy different ones. And so 
you know, I was like, all right, I'll show up. And we both had the agreement that no one's going to get hurt if one of us just says, no, can't, can't do the deal. We already, and I wasn't, I was expecting to just shoot the breeze, maybe buy a couple of things. And next thing you know, you know, I'm buying, uh, you know, 23 shirts for about 220 bucks, which to me was, was a fair deal. And these guys are awesome. They actually, I said, this is how much I can pay. This is how many shirts I want. You guys choose the shirts that you want me to buy. Mm. And I had just put it, and I don't know if that was a good negotiation uh, tactic, but they put in some nice shirts in there. And so I, I'm going to do really well on that. But the reason they did that is because I think they want me to come back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, within a month, I'll be, go- I'll be going back and I'll be buying a more inventory. And so what's been motivating me to list and continue trying to make more money on eBay is I want to have that capital to go to keep buying and to keep buying and to keep buying. Because I do believe when things rebound, if you have a healthy inventory, and you have, you know, a good amount of inventory. And again, you want to be inventory light right now. You want to sell as much as you can sell. But, you, you know, if if your profit is definitely outpacing how much you're sourcing, you're going to be in a good place. All right. So, for example, I've been a garage sales where I spent, let's say, you know, a hundred bucks and I've already made three to four hundred dollars on that on that haul. And I still have another thousand to make. You know, it's OK if it's it's. I already made my money back. I already made profit on it. And so that's my hope that I can keep listing and keep being profitable and that I can keep uh, sourcing. So local deals have been great. And I've just, I just been listing like crazy. And so that's, that's pretty much, I mean, I got more to say, but we'll talk about that later. How about you? Yeah, That's good. Um, So I've had an interesting couple of weeks with reselling. I've basically picked up two new niches. Now, not hardcore uh, I'm by no means an expert. Uh, it, it'll probably take years before I'm an expert in either of these if I decide to to pursue them. However, uh, and in fact, we have a, a podcast, a Monday, a Monday mini episode planned uh, coming up next Monday where we're going to talk about how to get into new niches. So it kind of plays into that. But uh, so I was going to a friend's house after work one day and because I live so far away from the city that I work in and where almost everybody else lives. When I get off work, if it's like an hour and a half early, I just have to kill time in town. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drive home because by the time I get home, I'm turning around if I can even make it home in time before I have to turn around. So I'm like, I'm going to kill some time in town. What can I do? Oh, there's some there's a thrift store over by my buddy's house. I'm going to go over there and spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes in this thrift store before I head over. So that's what I do. I go to this thrift store and I'm looking around and it was it was really bad. And typically, thrift stores, at least in our area, kind of the, the where I would rank them is goodwills tend to be the nicer ish oh, yeah, as far as like they, they look you know boutique ish and then and then you've got uh below that you've got some of the other ones and then then there's like salvation army and then sometimes even below that not always but kind of below that is like the the veteran ones depends some some salvation armies are nicer than the veteran ones some of the veteran ones are are nicer but man some some this one was just it was pretty bad it was not really nice inside so i do like my my walk around and i i don't really find anything and i don't want to go through clothes i don't want to spend 30 minutes going through clothes just because nothing's organized in this store it's it's pretty musty i don't want to touch any of the clothes i'm like (laughs) i'm just not doing clothes today so i walk over and i'm like what am i going to do there's nothing in the, the categories i normally am sourcing and i see an entire row of glassware and i'm like you know i've sold some glass before so i'm like drinking glasses. So I'm like, I'm just going to look at these. And what I did is I decided I'm going to look through and I'm going to pick up a bunch of them and I'm going to look for like the nicest looking ones, the ones that are like heavier, the ones that are are a little bit better built, the ones that have aren't just like cheesy logos, things like that. So then I'm like, all right, I've got these ones right here, definitely nicer. And then so I started looking at the bottom of them. Sometimes you have to look through the top and, and find the brand. And then I started looking them up. And some of them are like whiskey glasses. Some of them are, are, you know, pint glasses. Some of them are just like nice crystal glassware that people use for drinking water sodas at their dinner table. And it was amazing because I probably only spent 15, 20 minutes going through these. But my my goal was I'm just going to pick every single glass up. And some of them, you don't have to pick all of them up because some of them are like sets, you know. Okay. But I'm basically going to go to every single set and I'm going to feel is this like a high quality glass? And if it is, if it feels high quality. I'm going to look it up. And it was amazing to me because these glasses were, and this might even be expensive for this quality of a thrift store, 
but they were under a dollar each, mm. which sometimes you can pick them up and it's 50 cents each, some thrift stores, but it was not bad. 95 cents per glass, something like that. And within 15 minutes, I had like 10 pieces and well over a hundred dollars in profit, like probably like $150 in profit. And I only spent like $10. That's pretty awesome. And you learned. I learned something and, and not enough again. Like I'm, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm an expert in glassware now. No, I mean, I but nothing. you're making your way. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I, I know like two or three different brands that are decent enough to pick up. And you learn how to ship them too, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I've done that before. I mean, the nice thing is I'm not learning brand new. I've shipped, I've okay, shipped okay. lots uh, of, uh, you're, you're you an know. expert in floating the box. Yeah. Floating in boxes. Um, but it, it was just kind of cool to see like, Hey, this is normally something I would never touch. But if I do that a few more times and really learn a couple more brands, a couple more things, if every thrift store has close to a hundred dollars in profit sitting on their, their glass section, and it's not that much, you know, work to go through it, a little bit harder to store, a little bit harder to ship, but I've done it enough. I don't feel, you know, uncomfortable with that. It's like, man, this is like, I've just been letting money sit there. And not that I would go there first by any means, but if there's nothing else, it's nice to know, oh, I'm going to go look at the glassware and see what's there. So that's kind of cool. Just a, a way to, to kill about a half hour and learn something. And then the other thing I kind of stumbled upon this almost accidentally. So uh, I was looking something up. It's, it's coming up on father's day. In fact, is it, uh, Wednesday, when are it's we dropping this? Is it usually yeah, like so that? it's 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 this coming Sunday okay. is Father's Day. And so Father's Day is coming up. My birthday is coming up right before Father's Day. And so I'm like, all right, you know, my wife wants to know gifts for me. So I'm looking things up. And being the guy who's always getting into hobbies, I'm looking up some new things. So I find something that I'm like, oh, this seems pretty cool. I want this. And I know you can, I've seen these before at like TJ Maxx or Ross. You know, I'm sure you can probably, you know, find it. I bet they're cheap on Amazon. Holy cow, I'm watching a couple of YouTube videos of people saying like, and I'm not going to give it away because this is like, this is a niche I'm getting into for sure, especially as we move into Father's Day. And I'm looking it up. I find the one I want. And on Amazon, this product normally goes for like $30, $35. They're selling for close to a hundred. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so then I check eBay and I'm like, why are the prices so high? Like people are talking about them on YouTube right now. So maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah. But then I'm like, this is a major Father's Day gift. It has to be like, I can imagine a, a lot of fathers would want something similar to this. So I'm thinking, holy cow, something that throughout the normal time of the year goes for 30 bucks is selling for close to hundred bucks on eBay. And like I said, can be sometimes found at places like, you know, Ross or a TJ mm -hmm. Maxx. So to think like, whoa, I just found a new bolo for a time of the year. And we talk about that a lot. Like there's, t there's times to buy certain toys. There's times to buy certain types of items that are going to sell well. And to now know like, Hey, I've got my summer item. I know it's going to sell well in the month of June every year. And it's going to sell for, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to easily go. And the nice thing is this is like a retail flip. Normally I'm doing like thrift stores and garage sales, but now that I've got a thrift or a, a retail bolo flip, Oh, I'm just so super excited. I cannot wait until next Father's Day when I can jump on this like a month or two in advance and then just cash so in. So let, let's close. land here for a little bit because I'm sure there's going to be some people saying, why are you not talking about it? Because I put a lot of work in finding okay, okay. this. All right. Not just that. Because I, I want to be real. I, I, I got to say right now, I feel we're getting more hate than usual. Mm. Right. And I think it's just a lot of people do not understand reselling. And so we haven't talked about this in a while, but I wanted to land here because I wanted to just touch base on the idea that if this was something you found at the thrift, no problem sharing. Yeah, correct? Sure, no problem. Found at a garage sale, no problem sharing. Found in a bin, no problem. But if it's retail, the reason why Mike can't share that is because the access is far easier. And all it takes is, you know, out of the 11,000, 12,000, whatever listens we get of this episode, it just takes a handful of people to kill the market. Right. And so we always honor and respect those individuals that do Amazon retail arbitrage and, and private label and so on, because that's a whole different ballgame. Now, if you're like, hey, you know, before Father's Day, if you can find, you know, this kind of baseball hat from this team. Yeah. Or like then, old vintage ties. Yeah. That, like that's goofy different. Ties. Right. But when yeah. it's retail. And so I, I want people to understand. Like, this isn't, you know, Mike trying to be selfish or Mike, Mike, you know, hiding. So I mean, we're, Open. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm selfish, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, when it's a retail I appreciate thing. you, you saying that you're not perfect. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta own your flaws. All right. Anyway, I just wanted to land there because 
it's just I maybe maybe it's just getting like this, you know, because things are just getting tense, yeah. right? Economy and and reselling's been kind of down here, and well, you know. and I've talked about that in the past too with other things. Like I, I'm surprised it took me so long to find this because like Mother's Day, I've talked a lot about Mother's Day being a below time for me when it comes to like arts and crafts or like. Uh, Again, usually it's vintage stuff that I'm picking up. There may be retail for this, but, uh, you know, like the stuff where the kids make the plaster handprints or things like that. Kids paint stuff for their moms. Those kits that I, I'll find at garage sales, I always kind of save or will put Mother's Day in the title when it gets close mm. to Mother's Day. And there's a good chance they flip around them or like cute scrapbooking stuff that has to do with like family or things like that those tend to i'll just put mother's day so i have no problem saying like that's a good thing to do or here's a specific thing but yeah when i've got i found i'm just i'm really excited because mike, mike hasn't even told me so yeah I, i'm excited because i've i've not found many like replenishable retail flips mostly because i'm not doing that like i i for the most part do garage sale thrift stores so I have no problem saying, yeah, pick up the, pick up the cricket, pick up the, you know, whatever this type of toner, pick up. I have no problem saying those things because, you know, I only see one every 30 thrift store trips that I yeah, go yeah, to. Yeah. But yeah, this is, and, and maybe this doesn't work. Maybe this is a fluke, this one year thing. But uh, I, I think, I think I've got TikTok something. trend. Maybe. Uh, but I think that uh, this, this might be something. And again, it's, it's, it's a short period of time. Like I really think I'm only going to have like a two to three week window. Uh, to to flip this item, but that's almost like a Q4. You know, you've got a short period of time, load up, take a little bit of a risk. And uh, the nice thing is if it doesn't sell this this Father's Day, it'll sell next Father's Day. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a long way. But yeah, I get it. I get it. Hey, before we move on, I just want to let you guys know that there's a great opportunity in our Discord just to grow in a community. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, just go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pierce Podcast. Uh, there's a link below. Uh, and it's been, you know, growing and thriving. Uh, it's just, you know what I like now is that we have like off topic sections uh and we've had some weird stories being shared you know mm. i'll just throw one out there like people finding camcorders with tapes in them and mm. we'll just leave it at that <laughs> but it's like it, you know it, it's just it's it's fun it's not again we're not a cook group we're not a bolo group but there is so much bolos that are shared and and so much stuff uh to learn that it's it's an amazing group and Again, I, I love the opportunity that I can just jump in there, have a great time. I don't, I, I, I like, you know, this is a, my, the idea of the Discord is Mike's original idea. Like, let's just have a community. Let's not do a bolo group where it's, you know, dependent on us always sharing this, sharing that. Because again, the beauty of a community, and I say this all the time with social media uh, or just getting to know other resellers in your area, is that even though, you know, there might be some competi competition, there's plenty to learn from each other. And that's what happens in our discord. So check us out again, uh, patreon.com slash Pierce podcast, sign up for that Patreon, and then you'll get the discord invite. Yeah. All right. So random stories, random stories. What do you got for us? So I, I you know, I don't have anything huge. Uh, there's just been random, random. I'm getting messages from which just buyers that, that are really irking me. Maybe it's going to be a rant session. But I feel more than ever, I'm getting the, somebody accepts an offer and then they message me and then they say, Hey, can we, can we do this free shipping? And it's like, mm -hmm. well, no, 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 I already accepted this offer. Or I get the, Hey, can I pay in three days? They're pulling a bait and switch on you. Oh, all the time. So I actually stood my ground on this last one. I was pretty annoyed. Somebody wanted a vintage jacket uh, two weeks ago and he said, Hey, would you be willing to do uh, 140 plus shipping. I said, sure, no problem. And I love it when they message me because eBay still hasn't fixed the uh, automatic pay. And we'll talk about that later. And so I revised, you know, the listing and then they said, Oh, but can I pay tomorrow? And I'm like, all right, fine. Just message me tomorrow and I'll fix it. Ghost me. Doesn't do anything. So I change it. And it bothers me when I do that because my store usually is on sale. And if I'm not careful and I don't switch it back to the original price, it's going to put the sale price on top of the revised price. And I get a message a week, uh, a week later and they said, Hey, by the way, uh, can I still buy that jacket for 140 plus shipping? But except actually can, can we do 140 free shipping? I'm like, wait, is this what? Mm. Like you ghosted me and now you're asking for a favor. So I said, no, it's a price. It is what it is. And it's at like 200 plus dollars. And he said, Oh, uh, okay, all right, fine. I'll just pay the 140 plus shipping. And I almost felt like lecturing them, like telling them, Hey, 
how about you get some integrity and then come back? But I didn't say that. I just said, no, sorry, can't sell it at that price. And he said, how about 150 plus shipping? I'm like, no, sorry, can't sell it. And they're like, well, what's your lowest price? I'm like, the price that it is. And then that's it. And then and then I blocked them. Now, I thought I blocked them already, mm. but I guess it didn't, I don't know, it didn't save or something. But I've been getting a lot of the, you know, hey, can I pay a few days later? Which I don't, and usually I don't say no. But this time, it and, and again, I think it's a sign of the economy that uh, a lot of individuals are doing this. Now, I do think things are going to change in the fact that once eBay mandates automatic payments, as they've promised, which I'm not 100% sure they're actually going to come through on this, and I'll talk about this during our reseller topics. But uh, when uh, I was talking to somebody I was buying out their inventory, they had mentioned me that there's apps now that you can pay the app, and then the app will pay uh whatever company is and then they can pay back the app within four installment pay- payments right so it's lay way the other way and, and that's an old practice but now there's apps that do that and i wonder uh you know if that's going to be something that people hopefully ebay links to so instead of us having to deal with the collection instead of ebay having to deal with the collection this third party deals with the collection because because right now it's it's kind of it slows down. And that's one thing I wish eBay would understand is that whenever we deal with non-payers, it does take time. Right? You have to message the buyer and then you have to decide whether you're going to cancel it or not. And then, you know, sometimes eBay, when you say relist for free, they double relist it. I mean, that's happened multiple times. Or then, you know, then you got to deal with messages. It's just a major, major problem. But again, I always advise everybody, best customer service. You never know. And uh, again, I do think we're going to get a wave of, you know, this is how much I can spend. I can spend no more. And you just got to make that call. Is it is it worth it to you to just get that sale and, and trigger that algorithm? Or is it really worth a lot more? Or is it an integrity thing? You know, if you ship it out to this person that didn't tell the truth the first time, what's the chances that they're just going to end up claiming an INAD or wanting a return and so on? So I've been dealing with that. And uh, the other, the positive thing, I, I shared this on, on Instagram those little babies all right let's talk about the little babies that i sold and this is weird like a 42 year old man i think it's weird talking about this but yeah let's let's uh let's uh qualify what you mean when you say you sold little babies on ebay (laughs) so i was going through i i had this huge i had this haul and in it was vintage legos and as I'm going through the little, as I'm going through the Legos, I'm finding these little toy babies, mm-hmm. like tiny, like maybe half an inch. Yeah. Like size of like a, like a it could fit on the back of a pencil. Like it's like a racer type size. Yeah. Oh, even smaller than yeah. that. Some of them were that size and some were smaller. And so somebody had mentioned that they look like the ones you get from the 25 cent machines that yeah. roll out. And so I didn't know what they were. And I found about, I don't know, like 15 of them or something. And I looked it up on eBay and I called them little Hasbro babies or something like that. And uh, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's this. And so I listed them and they sold them within hours for 30 bucks. Yep. Okay. I thought they were trash. I, I mean, it felt awkward because you had to like position them and <laughs> it just felt weird, right? Because it just felt weird. So it sold and I posted on Discord and, and people are saying, oh, those are baby cakes. I don't even know what that is. And, and then my... I, I thought they were vintage and then Mike goes, yeah, I confiscate these from students all the time. Yeah. There's like a thing going around my school where they, the kids and I'm a middle school teacher uh, and they get them in all different colors too. Originally it started with just like the, the regular skin tone colors, but now there's like blue and, and purple green. and green and all these other colors. Uh, and kids are playing with these little babies all the time. They trade them, they give them to Is each it other. A thing? Well, it's not like a thing to collect. It's just like, a, they think it's funny to like leave them places like they'll leave one you know, on, on somebody's desk and you're like, Oh, what's this? So is this like a bolo on? here? Well, I see, I don't think I keep I, an eye out for tiny little baby. Toys. Well, here's the thing. Like, so the little, the little babies, I think for the most part, a lot of them are almost like, uh, you could probably get it. What's the Oriental trading company. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's not that they're all expensive. So the ones you sold are probably vintage Hasbro. Like, so they're, they're, it's probably more of a specific bolo. Uh, you, you mentioned baby cakes. I think there's a thing, isn't it? Like a, it's connected to it's a uh, TV show or something, isn't it? No, I, let us know in the comments because I'm still law. I don't know what I sold. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, it has something to do with the the like what's the the New Orleans festival that they do the Mardi Gras. Uh, Mardi Gras. I think it, there's like a cake that you eat, like a king cake or something, and whichever slice that has the baby in it. I could be wrong, but I think this is the thing. They put a baby in a cake, 
and they cut it into pieces and you eat it. And then whoever f- has the piece that has the baby in it is supposed to make the cake the next year. And it's like a... Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a traditional thing. I don't know the wow, whole you get, you learn cultural story stuff behind stuff it. In this yeah. podcast. So, um, well, you, you learn the fact that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm, well, I'm telling what I, I'm but pretty the only, sure. <laughs> the only reason I bring this up is... I guess I could probably look it up. You can sell pretty much anything on eBay. And I it's a strong reminder of when you get a haul... Don't discount the things that you do not have knowledge about. You know, we're going to drop this uh, how to learn a new niche uh, mini sewed on Monday. I am right. It is a Mardi Gras thing. Okay. It is a Mardi Gras thing. Okay. So, oh, there, that's when people went on King Cake. So I posted on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was one of those babies. Yep. But $30 for that's just okay. I mean, you're getting because you got the high quality ones. You weren't just getting, you know, cheap. I mean, somebody's going to bite into their cake and be like, ooh, I've got the baby. And they're going to be like, ooh, okay, this is like these babies vintage. were in a Lego box from the 1960s, man. Hopefully they're washed well before they're put uh, in the cake. Anyways, don't discount what you get in a haul. Don't throw it away. Just do a quick look up because you never know what you'll have. So so if you are, if you celebrate Mardi Gras and you know a lot about the king cake uh, tradition, let us know in the comments. Are, are we going to title this Selling Babies? Oh, gosh, no. Uh, that <laughs> would be... I think we're already shadow banned. That would even make it worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Do you have any random stories? So I mentioned uh, last update episode. I think it was last update episode that I had two returns that were really bugging me. One was a pair of boots that the person said they didn't fit and they gave me an INAD because they didn't fit well. And they said, oh, also there was a couple scuffs, but there was, I mean, that's not real. It was the fact that it didn't fit and they gave me an INAD, but it took them like two and a half weeks to return it. So I thought for sure, like, oh, they're going to mm. forget. And then same thing with the PSP game. I sold a PSP game and I mentioned that it was like the person rented it from me because they said, oh, bought this on accident. I don't have a PSP. Well, then why were you looking at PSP games? Like I, I have a feeling they just, they played it for a couple of days and they're like, meh, I'm sending it back. Uh, so they they sent the, the game back. And again, I thought it wasn't going to come. They waited a couple of weeks before they sent it back and they, it finally came back. Well, the day it came back, we did the relist and it sold within a couple of hours to somebody else. So it's just kind of a, a, a random in that sense of, man, what a bummer that this thing sold. Who knows how long this PSP game is going to sit on the shelf again now that this person sent it back. And then the day we get it back, it sells again. It was like, sweet. We could just, yep, it's there. Put it back in the case, put a different label on, send it back out the door. So that was kind of cool. And then uh, the other thing, man, is it FedEx? We normally ship through UPS. If we're doing something, I big. love the UPS discount these days. Yeah, but we FedEx was cheaper when we sent a big camera. So we had a big, like five hundred dollar plus sell, and FedEx was the cheapest way to ship it. And so we shipped it FedEx, and we live in Southern California, and this thing is going to like middle of California. Okay, okay, so not that far. Yeah, you know, maybe closer to Northern California, but but still same state. We sent this thing. Uh, it's going on like eight days ago now. We sent it out. It's in California for a while. Went up to like Northern California. Guess where it's been the last three days? Pennsylvania. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Pennsylvania. How is that pot? Like who in their right mind was like, this has to go like another uh, hour north of here. Uh, put it on a plane to Pennsylvania. Like, there's no way that makes sense. Like, and if yeah. it was an accident, like they should have been it same day. It should have when they scanned it, they should have been oh, put it on the return flight back. What? How is it in Pennsylvania? And why is it stuck there? And why does it say on their tracking uh, no estimated delivery date? Like they should be like, oh, this is priority. Let's get it to where it needs to be. Pennsylvania. So let us know in the comments below what what's and we've had lots of these before. They've sometimes yeah, I've had some shopping Guam and it's yeah, supposed to be in Georgia, <laughs> like another country. Yeah. So. Let us know in the comments below what's been a fun or uh, not so fun detour that one of your items has made on its way to its final destination. And one of the reasons I'm so mad about this, because not only is it a big sale and the person is probably upset because it's like it should have been here by now. So that looks bad on me, even though I shipped it on time. The other thing that's frustrating about it is we packed it really well. But the longer it's in shipping, the more chance it can get damaged. Yes, agreed. And that just makes me mad because it's a $500 item. It should have been like, hey, this is just going to like, it's, it'll be there in two days. It's going to be on a couple of uh, a couple of trucks and then it's there. I bet you this thing has been on a bunch of trucks, a bunch of airplanes. They probably, it probably got dropped because it got put in the wrong pile. It just, ugh, frustrating. There you go. Sorry. That's man. my, 
It's my rant. It's my rave. It's my random story. All right. Well, something that does ship on time is American Bull Boy. Yeah. And so, you know, I lately I've been I've been selling bigger items and I've needed bubble wrap. And it, it's just been great. You know, Monday, I already know that at this rate, by Friday, I'm going to need bubble wrap. And with the two-day shipping, if I order it Monday, I'm going to get it by Wednesday. Uh, and so if you haven't checked out American Bubble Boy, it is the best deal out there for uh, bubble wrap. And they also have these Insta packs and a few other things there. So check them out in our link below. Uh, and use our link to purchase. It helps us out, helps you out. Uh, and they have free two-day next-day shipping and also local pickup if they have one in your area. And they are constantly expanding. Uh, and they've been great. They've been good to us and they've been great to a lot of people. And so definitely check them out, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Also, if you haven't been following us on social media, uh, we are pure hustle podcast on facebook instagram and tiktok our most active is instagram our second most active is tiktok <laughs> i've actually been making tiktok that I, I do like i like the tiktok community uh it, it's it's just you know what what i find with the tiktok community is it's different than instagram because people are able to do longer videos and so i i learn a lot i mean there's a there's a few people on there that have like a bolo of the day and every day i'm learning something new like this is pretty amazing so check us out over there and on twitter we are pure hustle cast also you can give us a call 619-738-1170 that's 619-738-1170 or you can shoot us an email purestpodcast at gmail.com it's purestpodcast at gmail.com and if you have not seen our bald and bearded mugs you can jump on over to youtube uh, we're, you know, we're almost at 7k, uh, hoping to get to 10k by the end of the year here in subs. Uh, so jump on over, hit that follow button, subscribe, and also that like and smash that bell notification. So, you know, when the next episode is going to yeah. be appearing, especially our mini sods and maybe, you know, one day we'll get back to garages and all that. Um, it just, uh, I, I find right now that there's so much listening and reselling I'm trying to do. Eventually I'll get to do on a YouTube that's, you know, out of the ordinary podcast. And uh, also thank you to all of you that uh, give us uh, iTunes reviews. Uh, it definitely helps us in the, in the algorithm. I just want to share a few of these. I always want to keep it real. So I got negative and I got two positive ones here. Let's do it. All right. So uh, this negative comes from Kelkel232323 and said too much about trying to take. I've listened to this show for a while now. It seems that it's more about how to give Mike and Orlando money and less about reselling. We get it. You use American Bubble Boy and Skull Shaver, and now you have a Patreon. You brag about how much you flip a Hot Wheels for one minute, and the next, ask for money. Just getting annoyed with the hour-long commercial instead of content. Um, I don't... I mean, I, I'm not going to defend ourselves on on this in, in that sense, but, you know, I feel like we have a lot of content, and, you know, there's in the episode, maybe a, a couple of minutes where we talk about our sponsors out of an hour plus podcast. But, uh, you know, I understand because we spread it out that it might feel like that, you know, every so often it's like, Oh, they're asking, they're, they're sponsoring something again. Whereas like, if you listen to some, if, if you're like a really big podcaster, they'll have like 20 minutes of ads before the podcast starts. Oh yeah. That's the all pre-roll. And so you just fast forward like Joe Rogan yeah. on Spotify. Hey, you fast forward like 10 or 15 minutes. Then you get actually the episode starts. Which, you know, is, I guess, a little easier than, oh, they're starting another ad. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. But that, I mean, honestly, it is the way it is. Uh, if you're a reseller, you understand how business goes. And, you know, we spend, we spend time is hours and hours and hours every week on the podcast uh, because we love doing it and we love the community. But also it, it costs money for us to put up a lot of this stuff, our servers, the software we use to edit stuff, the, the cameras we use, the memory, like it, it costs money and it costs money in time. So. Uh, thank you to those of you who support us. Uh, and if you don't find that it's it's worth supporting, if you don't feel like you want to pay money or buy one of the things that we we advertise, you don't have to. You can just yeah, listen and consume and be part of the community. Totally fine. Uh, and and if you absolutely can't stand our content, the beautiful thing is there's other content out there. So there yeah. is that is good though. All right, hey, uh, I want to say uh, let's land on a light note. Uh, this is uh, from Eban Five. So it's kind of like a play on words, maybe. No, it's not. But uh, I said authentic and funny. I just started listening. And I'm inspired to start reselling. Awesome. Nice. Uh, this podcast brings a lot of good advice and including the downside, which we want to keep it real. I know it does seem like the last few episodes has Jim been like it, infl inflation, recession, <laughs> all these different things. 
but we just got to keep it real. I mean, this is this is a documentary podcast. We're not gurus. We don't have it all together. When uh, we when we were going through the 2020 nonsense, a lot of our content had to do with that. When we're going through summer, a lot of our content has to do with summer slowdown. When we're going through Q4, a lot of our content has to do with, you know, Christmas Q4. Sales. How great things are going. Yeah, so it, so it, yeah. it, it's just going to be whatever whatever's happening in the environment so uh we're we thank you for for listening and yeah we do try and keep it real yeah i appreciate ups and downs for sure yeah they said please stay real and talk about the good the bad and the ugly of reselling well thank you Ben. i appreciate you there is a lot of good though if you're thinking about reselling please don't get overwhelmed there is a lot oh a lot of good good far away is the bad all right and last one uh this is from uh john d cognac bald and bearded I always, I always love it when they mention the bald beard. You know it's going in the in the right direction. So, all right, let me read this real quick. If I can scroll my phone over to it. Oh man. Okay. All right. So they said, uh, "Great podcast, guys. Huge fan, and you have been a huge help to someone who has just stepped down from salary to hourly and reselling. Only thing is, my wife thinks I am only a fan of you both because we look alike. Mm, awesome. Another doppelganger. Welcome another to the doppelganger. Club. Uh, <laughs> Because we look alike. I had your YouTube channel. I appreciate you checking us on YouTube. Hey, you know what? You're a handsome man, obviously. So <laughs> you guys have to incorporate bald and bearded into your merch when you sell it. Keep it up. I don't know if we sell it. We might be just taken, but you know, <laughs> we'll throw it on there. Hey, uh, thanks so much, John D. Cognac. Thank you to all of you that take the time to jump on over and not only give the five stars, uh, but also write a review so people know what they're looking for. So yep. greatly appreciated. All right. Are we ready to talk about some things here? eBay's got automatic payment coming. Are we sure? Target is cutting prices on inventory due to oversupply, and that's we've got it. Bolo's coming up. Yeah, Orlando, take it away. So we don't have a lot of resellers. There isn't. There isn't a ton out there right now, and that's kind of typical in summer. Usually, there's not a lot of releases or a lot of stuff out there. But a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So I just listened to the June stockholders meeting with eBay. Uh, and, uh, it's always interesting when you catch those, I, you know, and it's not something that I, I say, Hey, if you're a reseller, you need to, you know, tune in, but I like tuning in just, you know, for the fact that I want to keep everyone updated. Uh, but there's a few things that, uh, Jamie, uh, I I always mess up his name. Ion, 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 Ione, Ione. Yeah. Ione. Okay. Jamie, I appreciate you. Uh, and one thing they said, you know, stuck out to me and said that before he, he was on board that eBay was hidden in the direction of trying to be the brand that sells new in season products. And I remember that because I remember at, you know, I got my eBay open shirt on from 2019 and, I remember that was a big thing. We were trying to be like Amazon. We were going to do this thing called managed delivery, which was yeah. eBay FBA. And that thing died. And, you know, there was going to be a, and it's still there, but where people, if they buy something from you, they can go back and buy from you again, kind of like on Amazon. So, so for example, my thermal labels, whenever I need new ones, I just go, it'll just point me to the same individual I bought it from before. And I'll just buy from them again. And so eBay was going to do that. But see, with eBay, that doesn't work unless you're selling new items. And had mentioned that in this last, you know, uh, report, last quarter earnings, that 90% of their GMV, that's their gross merchandise value, the stuff that they're selling through, was non-new items. And so I think eBay is trying to change. And this kind of, you know, hearing this from, from Jamie, you know, he gave me a positive outlook on, on, on his leadership. And I've already be, always been a fan of uh, Jordan Sweetum, which hopefully one day, if you're listening, Jordan, it'd be awesome to have you on the podcast. You'll be the first guest back if, if we start doing interviews again. Because uh, I, 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 what I like is there's, there's people from, I would say, the, the golden era of eBay that are coming back. I mean, not like Meg Whitman. I mean, that was, remember Meg Whitman? She ran for governor in California yep. back in the day. Uh, and eBay, I think, is going back to its roots. I do think, as I said, eBay still has a lot to work on as far as right now there's, you know, different companies like whatnot and and others that are competing for market share. But it was just encouraging to hear that. And the the this the is discouraging. Yeah, the discouraging part was uh that the language again that was being used was that we are working on making sure that buyers pay right away for their items. And I'm kind of like, eh, we said that in winter. 
and we said that in spring and now we're in summer and we're still not there yet. And if I don't know if you guys have caught this, it, it, you're getting different messages on, on eBay. I don't know. Have you seen this, Mike, yet about the automatic payment? So right now, if you don't have this yet, you usually get uh, you got an offer. We'll alert you the buyer to pay. We'll alert the buyer to pay you and accept their offer and you'll get paid within four days. Super frustrating, right? But the new one now has been you got an offer. Buyer pre-selected a payment method. So you'll get paid now if you accept their offer. It seems like almost the way they're trying to uh, to soft launch this or to beta test it is to see will customers respond positively to this. And right now, if you're if you're putting an offer on something, this might just be like a negotiating strategy for the customer. So they're thinking, hey, if I select prepayment, there's more of a chance that they'll take the offer. Because if you if you get an offer and it's you know, maybe a little lower than you want, but you see on there that they've selected prepayment and you're like, that's guaranteed cash. You might be a little bit more willing to take it than if it's like, well, if I accept this offer that's already lower than I want, and then I have to sit here for a few days and hope they pay me and they're holding my item hostage. So, but if you're an experienced seller, that's not an issue because you want to trigger the algorithm. So you'll accept a decent offer with the risk that they may not pay right away. Yeah. But, but even so, what I'm saying though, is if, if, if you're like on the fence, if you're like, this is a little bit lower than I would take, but it has, but it has instant payment. You're more likely to take it. Well, but why do we even have to have that? You know, again, that takes time. Yeah. But I think I, I understand why this would be like a soft launch for, for eBay to kind of test it out is will customers select it? If more than 50% of their customers are willing to do this already, they're like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll select the payment method if they accept my offer, then they know that they're headed in the right direction. But if only like, five percent of their customers are willing to do that then they might be like eh, let's put the brakes on this because because oh, it's got to be i mean the only thing i could think the reason because there's the in my opinion there's two reasons why this hasn't rolled out yet one the infrastructure the it aspect of it what it's going to take for them to do maybe even legal aspect of it the, the legal infrastructure or two it's a fear that it's going to negatively impact the customer's opinion of buying on ebay those are really the only two reasons why this hasn't rolled out. At least in my opinion, there could be another reason. Let us know in the comments below if you think it's something else. Uh, but I can understand if they instantly just rolled this out and a bunch of customers got upset and they're like, well, no, I'm not going to, I didn't know that it, it, it never did this in the past. I've, I've offered hundreds of times on items and it's never and done I have hundreds of times not paid. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like they, they might upset some customers or people might be like, no, I'm not going to put an offer because then that's holding up my money because maybe I want to put an offer on two or three different things and see if they get accepted. But if I have to wait a couple of days for this person, if they're going to answer me, it's almost like we're holding their money hostage. You know, if you've got what, 24 hours to accept an offer. But you're not. I mean, this is the, the counter to that is that this is industry 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 standard yes and no i mean it is industry. what other company might do you know that you can say here's my offer but i i you know and then they accept it and you're like ah, i don't know if i'm gonna pay secondhand market secondhand market is different though because that is kind of the case on offer up it's kind of the case at garage sales it's kind of the case no it's cash in hand right but you can say like would you take 20 for this and if they're like yes they don't rip the 20 out of your hand you can kind of look it over a little bit but like, you know what hold on let me let me look at some other stuff and then how about how about 25 if I add this? So you still have, you haven't automatically given them okay, the money so, yet. So it's play devil's advocate. Then we should have the option to cancel a transaction if we just don't want to do it. Instead of penalizing us for out of stock or damage, we should be able to back out, right? No questions asked. No, Because if a buyer can back out, no questions asked, shouldn't we be able to back out as a seller? No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because... I get it. I, and, and again, I'm Either not, they're binding contracts or they're not. Yeah. But, but the buyer and the seller is different. Right? Like if you're, if you buy, if you go to, to target and you buy something and then let's say you're doing with the curbside pickup and they, they, they say, you know what? Uh, we're not actually going to bring this to you. Um, I mean, it, it's a little bit harder as a, as them, as opposed to you canceling, or you could bring something up to a register. If you brought it up to the register and the, the cashier was like, Nope, I'm not selling this to you. It's yeah, a little but, bit but more with Target, so if, for example, I do Target delivery all the time now. Like I never step foot in a Target and have my, my many reasons. Check us out on Instagram to find out. Uh, but on, on Target, the moment I buy something online, I it, it automatically charges my credit card. Now, if I don't, and I've done this before where I've bought something, I didn't show up and pick it up. 
and Target would refund me. Okay, so there is, let us know in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on this. I don't think there is any other company that allows you to purchase something and then it gives you time but it, to but, pay. But and the then it's an offer is it's not a purchase. So like, that's what, I mean, it's a gray area. And again, it says I, they agreed to pay this amount. I, I, I get that. And I understand. And I believe me, I want instant payment. I'm not saying I don't, but I, I'm trying to put myself in the customer's position. And let's say I'm like, I really want to get whatever this, this certain type of water bottle that's like vintage and it's rare. And there's three different sellers that have it. And they're all asking more than I want. So I'm going to ask this person if they'll take this offer. As a buyer, I might be like, maybe I'll give this offer to two people or all three of them. Oh, they, that happens all it. the time. And, and I understand that because if I give my offer to one and I have to wait 24 hours and then they don't respond and then I give the next one and I wait 24 hours and they decline it and then I give my third. But by the time I get to the third one, it's already sold. It's like, well, I missed my chance because I was literally I had my money like almost being held hostage because what if they took the offer? Whereas if you can do multiple, because I understand why why it's almost like as a Are customer. Are you one of those people that like sends out multiple offers and then you tell people, I found it cheaper? I'm just joking. I'm giving you a hard time. No, I'm not I'm saying I do that. I, I don't, but I would understand if I was a customer and I really wanted something. Because there's times I do that on offer up, right? If I'm really looking for something, I'm looking for, I don't know, uh, Pokemon cards, for instance. And there's three different people selling Pokemon cards. I'm going to give an offer. Now but imagine if you buy, but it, but on offer up, on offer up, if you buy something that requires shipping, if you offer a certain amount, it automatically charges you. It doesn't let you. It doesn't let you get out of it. You have to like jump hoops to get out of it. On an offer, uh -huh. I don't know. I've never done offer. Hundred percent, every single time. I'm just saying, like as a as a, a customer, I, I'm more used to being able to do like questions back and forth on if it's secondhand stuff. Like, would you take this much for it? What if you did this much? Like, I'm I, there's a little bit more negotiating in it, and it, I wouldn't necessarily assume that if I said on offer up, hey, would you take thirty dollars for this item? That all of a sudden they've ripped the money out of my Venmo. I'm like, wait a minute, like I haven't. But even if it's confirmed. something that's shipped, they will. All right, and fair enough. I'm not saying that that eBay is is. I, I hear where you're coming from. I just think this is one of the things that turns a lot of people away from being a seller on eBay. My 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 worry, and the reason again, like I say. Either it's either infrastructure for eBay, why they haven't released this yet, or they're thinking through, and I've got to imagine they've got best interest of eBay. Yeah, which I don't means think they're making a, a something just randomly one day. So to yeah. me, my thought is if this happens, if they're like tomorrow we're pushing the, on our new update, it's automatically the moment somebody sends an offer, they get it. If they, if eBay sees a 10 to 15% drop in their customer base or even a 3% drop in their customer base because people are so upset, because you got to imagine the reason why people talk about eBay is eBay has a lot of the older generation still using it. They're not using Poshmark and other things. So they're used to doing things a certain way. And if all of a sudden eBay changes something that drastic for customers, even if it's only 3 to 4% of the customers leave, that could impact us as sellers and it would definitely impact eBay. Right. So if I if if I were to say, hey, I lose because of people not paying on offers about 1% of my my sales that I do every month, I, I don't get paid by somebody who kind of holds my item hostage by not paying on an offer. But if I end up losing 2 to 3% of my sales because customers have left eBay and eBay has a huge drop in its customer base, I'd rather lose the 1% than the 3 Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'd rather lose those buyers because... The time I waste. So, for example, somebody offers me and I accept and they don't pay. And, you know, I have certain time. I, I like to get stuff out on time, fast shipping. And then I'm waiting and then I'm waiting. And then I, I get in my car and then out of nowhere, they pay. Right. And so I have 18 minutes and it takes me 15 minutes to get to the post office. Then I got to make that call. Do I go back in my place, find that item, pack it, ship it out? Do I print the label? Let's say I have it all packed out. Do I go in there and get the label? Or do I just wait till tomorrow? Right. Or do, you know, there's just, there's just, you know, if somebody doesn't pay having a message, I just, there's a lot of mental time that is lost in this. And so I, I like the idea that, Hey, things sell, don't even have to stress about it. They pay. That's good. I mean, we all, I think can agree the best sales are the ones where there's no offer and it's automatic payment. Right. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope they come through on their word, though. Yep. Again, right. I want it. I want it. Please don't anybody post and say, <laughs> I don't understand why Mike doesn't want a instant payment. I want instant payment. I just have to believe that there must be thinking through possible downfalls to us because there's going to be a number for you where you, you wouldn't want it. Right. If it if it if, it, if it's a 15 percent impact on your business, 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Impact, right? I agree. There, there's a number where it's like, okay, they should have never done this. This destroyed eBay. I, I, let's put it this way. I think there's a lack of trust in the fact that we've been given a bunch of uh, not credible answers as to why it's not in place. Even face to face, we were told certain things that didn't even make sense. And we mm. were asked to accept it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, basically they said it's because they weren't a, a money processing. <laughs> they, I mean, and it's true. They, they were just the broker. They Except now there's managed payments. Now there's managed payments. Okay. So yeah, at the time though, it was. The hey, thing was once we get managed pay payments, other. it's going to happen. Yep. That was what we were told directly. Once managed payments happen, we will pay directly yep. and it never happened. We're getting the runaround. Exactly. We are getting the runaround. All right. So, enough yeah. of that. We've talked too much. All right. Hey, I wanted to land here for a moment. I said this twice already. Uh, so Target, uh, they had, they slashed their prices. Did you go out to Target and see if you can get any deals? Not yet. So I, I didn't, I just, I don't like Target, but, um, Target said they're going to slash their prices because of their inventory glut. Okay. And so they said, uh, record high rates of, this is from a news report from Axios. Uh, the years are even tougher target, which is trying to adjust to a new economic reality, record rates of inflation, cooled consumer demand and prompted people to rethink their purchases. Uh, Target says it plans to cut prices and cancel orders. It tries to right-size its stock for the rest of the year. As a result, the company says now expects smaller margins for the current quarter, 2% than, than the 5% they expected. However, Target still maintains that its operating margins for the last six months of the year will come in at a rate that exceeds pre-pandemic levels. Okay, so... They're obviously looking for a winding down business. The reason I bring this up is, and I wish I brought the other story, but there's an obscene amount of of ships around Shanghai and all these uh, places of trade and, you know, where cargo goes through that have still not left or made it to the States. And I think Target dealing with this is just the beginning, I think, of a ridiculous amount of inventory that's going to show up here. Yeah. Part of it is an issue of timing because we understand as resellers, how important timing is you get certain items, especially Q4. It's like these items have to go. Like I literally have like a couple of days between the time I get it and it's at its peak price and it's got to go and I've got to get it out of my house because it's taking up space. Imagine how big companies feel. I mean, they have to kind of project how many cans of soup are going to sell at certain times of the year and how many types of outdoor furniture and a, a store like target has so many different things that they have to kind of manage inventory wise. It's, it's, it's incredible. The, the amount of computer mind power that goes into like the algorithms to make sure they have the right stuff. So I know people who work pretty high up at like home Depot, for instance, and during the whole shipping issue of, of ships being stuck and people not getting things in time where they were getting like Christmas trees after Christmas, mm -hmm. like the artificial Christmas trees. And those companies expect to get them a little bit before to sell them and to not have very much, whatever they have left over, they clearance out. Well, if you get the bulk of it in January or February, what do you do with that stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it too, is it's not even so much that, well, you know, they'll get the inventory eventually and then they could just sell it. Well, a lot of it is time sensitive. And so yeah, if, if a certain time part of the year, I would imagine, because I know one of the things Target is talking about slashing is like big electronics. Well, I would imagine it's the like Super Bowl for TVs and even like tax returns is like right around that time mm -hmm. when people are going out and buying new TVs. Well, if their shipment came in after that, or they kept getting shipments that they hoped they had earlier, what do you do with all that stuff? Mm -hmm. they, they can't hold it forever. They've got to get the next stuff in. So... Yeah, I think it's a, a combination of several things happening in the economy at once. One, the still issues with shipping. Things are, are are not caught up. We're still a little off season with certain things. So that's part of the problem. And two, people are spending less. If people are paying as much as they're paying right now for things like gas and, and food, I think one of the recent things I read is the average household is like paying $500 more just to like have the exact same lifestyle that they had like oh, this I time agree. last year. <laughs> I agree. So if, if you're losing $500 a month, you're not going and buying the Nintendo switch games and you're not buying the new TV and you're not, you're not buying those things, which you might have bought if you weren't paying that much more. So it's interesting because you could say like, Oh, well prices are going down. So isn't that a good thing? It's like, well, prices will go down on luxury things because there's no demand for it because people can't afford it. Yeah, and the reason I, the reason I bring this up is to be super careful if you're selling new items. Uh, and granted, you know this last 
uh, you know, huge markdown at Target was mainly, you know, patio furniture, kitchen equipment and some other goods for the home. But who knows? Like we, we have no idea. I will say, you know, this last Q4, Ross was still stocked and Marshall's and TJ Maxx and all the RA stores, the Walmart, Target. But you could be caught in a scenario where you think, you know, you have this hot item and in a week that could go south really fast. And so just be careful. Just be careful with the new items. I, again, I think I'm leaning more towards secondary items for this Q4 just because of the way the economy is playing out, just because of this overabundance of inventory that we really do not know. We have no idea. I mean, it could be such a such a uh, overabundance of stuff that toys that you'd be able to sell on, on Amazon, you know, generally pay 10 and sell it for 50, that those days might not happen this year. That might skip a year or because the economy is down and people, like you said, have less money. And on top of that, there's so much more of an item that that may not be the case. So just be aware of that. Just be careful. That That is the reseller topics. Yeah. You're ready to talk about what people really want to hear about. That's right. What's your bolo? Yeah, we should at the start of the episode say, make sure to stay tuned till the end so you get our bolos, the items you should be picking up. And then people just skip s- forward. Just Yeah, just. Well, the nice thing is, is uh, we're so lazy that we don't like timestamp our stuff on YouTube. So they'd have to scrub I through know. everything and they might as well at that point just listen to it. There you, you know? go. So what's your bolo? All right. So my bolo, uh, I actually sold one of these and it was a long tail item. I had it for a long time, but I picked it up super cheap at a thrift store. Uh, was a vintage Presto burger machine, like a burger skillet, huh. like an old school a one. Presto one. Huh? Presto. And it's interesting because Presto is like a brand that I feel like I see a lot at thrift stores. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there's books that come with it. And Presto, I mean, I don't know a lot about kitchen stuff. I need to look this up a little bit more. But I was shocked as I'm like, oh, this actually sold for pretty good money. I made like, I, I probably paid like $3 for this thing and it sold for like 45 bucks. Wow. And so then I'm looking up other Presto things that are selling. And I'm telling you, if you're finding like old Presto electric knives, can openers, bread slicers, uh, skillets, pressure cookers, the manuals for these, like there is a market for people looking for old Presto kitchen stuff. Interesting. And it's weird because today you can easily go on Amazon and probably buy something that's twice as good for half the price. But I get the fact that if you're older generation, my, my, uh, my thing stopped working. I really love this one. This is my best can opener. I've had this can opener since the, since the seventies or the eighties. What am I going to do? I'm going to go on eBay and get another one of these can openers. And so there is a market for some reason for some of these older, and maybe again, I'm not a, a, a kitchen person. So if you, if you're like, hardcore into cooking maybe let me know is some of the older stuff like higher quality is it better than is it better to have a presto burger cooker than to have a george foreman grill right when you can get those dirt cheap at a uh, new on on amazon like why pay 45 dollars for an old uh, unless you grill? find the one that michael scott ended up getting injured on yeah yeah yep. remember that episode yeah that's so good fab i need help all right Hey, so my bolo, I, I wanted to wait a little bit because at first I picked up a ton of, of vintage spray paint mm-hmm. uh, at, a, at a garage sale and uh, I didn't know how well it was going to do. And then I I just I missed out on an opportunity. There was another garage sale. I picked up, I don't know, this isn't the bolo, but I picked up maybe 20 or 30 pairs of Miss Me jeans. And those actually sell. Yeah, they do. They sell. I, I didn't think they would sell, but it was so cheap. I was like, why not? And I'm glad. Uh, and I picked up a bunch of cowboy boots where I'm going to make probably a couple K on those. Uh, and then I missed it on the spray paint cause I was too focused on getting those items before anybody else saw them. Uh, and then somebody offered on the spray paint. And so I was like, ah, oh. and I remember looking some of this up. Well, I, all the spray paint that I bought from the previous garage sale before that, uh, has pretty much sold out pretty quick. And the reason I held on buying the vintage spray paint is I didn't know two things. How do I list it? Right. If it's used, like, how do you figure that out? How do you tell somebody how much has been used Mm. and then how do you ship it? So I figured that out. So if you find vintage spray paint, always look it up. And if you're trying to figure out to show how much is being used, what I did is I took my scale and I put the spray paint on. I took the cap off. I put the spray paint on top and I said, uh, amount of spray paint is determined by the weight on the scale. Please take a look. I guess that works. Right. Because if something says it has 
you know, I don't know, 16 ounces and it weighs in at 12.1 ounces. And I don't know, you can and, figure. And you got to subtract the weight of the can. I mean, but if you but, get, but if I've never, I have not had not one return or all I've gotten is positive feedback. That's good. So it worked. The other one is how to ship. You can only ship stuff like this, like cologne and so on, anything flammable, uh, parcel. Okay. Uh, over USPS and uh, Primetime Treasure Hunter put out a great video. It's the only video I see out there. And you have to like write something on it, like OR something, surface mail or whatever. And he did a really great video. I mean, we I could have been shady and just copied his video and made our own <laughs> kind of views, but I feel like giving him uh, credit for this. So check out his video, but just made it really easy. The key thing is, you know, you have to put it in a, some kind of Ziploc in a sealed bag and then you bubble wrap it. Then you put cardboard and then you float it. And then you got to write that on the, on the box and you're good to go. So I was, you know, I, it wasn't a huge money maker. I paid $2 and I was selling each can for, you know, 16, 18 bucks plus shipping, That's but good. it wasn't too bad. So, but there are some cans I saw and I've seen others on Instagram that sell for 50 to 60 bucks used. It's amazing. So definitely check out vintage uh, spray paint. I like it. All right. So, I'm going to confess here. Uh, let's chill a little bit. Oh, yeah. Let's chill a little let's bit. Well, let's, let's be a commercial. Let's, let's first talk about how, how gross it's been for me in reality because mm. I've not been able to shower for days. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say I need to scoot over a little bit. but and, and the reason being is there's been some septic tank issues where I'm at, so can't use the water. And uh, they can't figure it out. But you know what? I did shower for the podcast. I appreciate but that. But before that, I was able to keep my head fresh and clean with my skull shaver yeah skull shaver so it's been great because skull shaver can give you that clean look when you may not be clean um, yeah <laughs> so go to skull shaver uh dot com use the link below use their promo code hustle h-u-s-t-l and get that clean e. bald look there's an e in hustle did i say e no oh capital h-u-s-t-l-e hustle in case you didn't know how to spell hustle in case you didn't know but our audience is pretty intelligent that's so right i think they knew that all right. So, um, what are you looking forward to? So, like I mentioned, this coming weekend is Father's Day. It's also my birthday this weekend. So, I'm, I'm excited for that. And it's the end of the school year. Like, my birthday is the last day of school, which is annoying because I never had school as a kid on my birthday. So, now I do as an adult, which is it's a bummer. But anyways, after this weekend, I'm going to be going to Arizona to visit some family. And I'm going to be there for almost a week. And it's fun. I like doing road trips, doing road trip with my family. But anytime I do these road trips, one of my favorite things to do, I get bored at the, the thrift stores around me because mm. you know them. Even if it, even if you got a honey hole, even if there's one that's like really good, you, you almost lose that like when you were innocent and new and reselling and you walk into a thrift store for the first time and you just you got no idea and you're looking at stuff. So I kind of like going to new thrift stores on like road trips and things like that. Because you kind of get to go in with fresh eyes. You have no idea what, what the store's weakness is, what their strengths are, if it's a good store or not. So you kind of just get to be naive. And sometimes it's a huge win. Sometimes it's not. And I don't spend a lot of time doing these uh, on family vacations. But, you know, you stop in at three or four thrift stores over the course of a week. A lot of times your whole trip is paid for. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some new thrift stores. Seeing some, because a lot of times, whatever market you're in, you don't even realize you don't even see certain items because the other resellers are just soaking them up. Yeah. yeah. But then you go somewhere else and you're like, wow, I've never seen one of these before. And there's a whole bunch of them here. Uh, or maybe that area, that that location, just that's more of a popular item. So yeah, I'm interested to see new items, new stores, and hopefully have my trip paid for. Nice. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Oh, it's it's not. It. Well, I got, a, I got one that's really the worst and another one that's exciting. So let's go with the worst. I need to transfer myself from GoDaddy to somewhere. It's about that time. You know, I, I'm looking at QuickBooks. I think somebody else had mentioned recently, Genie. Let us know in the comments if you use these. I think a lot of people said QuickBooks. I haven't heard anybody say anything about recently, Genie, but I'm just not looking into it. Um, you know, but it's a perfect time because I'm also I'm finalizing my taxes, to, you know, to finally file them here. I think I've been until October or something. I forget what the extension is still, but by the time you uh you you pay your taxes this time you'll be ready to pay them again next year i know awesome uh but uh i'm just not looking forward to it i here's the thing i i am terrible about you know going doing the bookkeeping stuff i you know when i go to GoDaddy, it's just i get anxiety and so I, it's about time i need to i need to fix that finally uh but on the positive side 
I have a sweet pick, I think. And so lately my picks have been like American uh, pickers. So uh, somebody contacted me through my uh, classes that I teach. Uh, somebody re- was related to some of these awesome students that I have. And, and they said, hey, uh, we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, we, you know, we heard you're a reseller. You know, uh, don't really want to, don't know what we want to do. Uh, you know, they brought up consignment. They brought about me buying it all. I don't know where we're going to land, but I'm driving up. And uh, the stuff that they had was really, really cool stuff. Mm. Vintage toys, just a bunch of vintage. There's just awesome stuff. And so looking forward to, to picking through all that and hopefully I'll have a good, a good haul. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, check us out on Instagram. Uh, in the next few days, uh, I'll be doing that. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be worth it. We'll see what happens. So yeah. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all of you that are always so good to us. Make sure to smash that like button. Uh, thank you to all of you that listen to us on the podcast and uh, and all of you that support us on Patreon. Always grateful for every single one of you, whether you pay or you don't pay. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling lates. Peace.